It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Mike Coffey from NDNation.com. All right, Coffey, uh, quick, here's a good question for you. Are you part of the ND fan base that thinks we're uh, 4 and 16 away from being 8 and 4, or are we a uh, third, third and 18 stop away from being 10 and 2? Which camp are you in? I would put myself in the latter. I think uh, if that Ohio State game had ended just a little bit, well, well, a lot a bit differently, but it wouldn't have taken much to make that difference happen. I think you come out of that game with a win. I don't know, maybe, maybe Louisville goes differently. Maybe they're a little more focused against Clemson. I do think, though, however, the root problem remains that the offense has not been what we really wanted it to be. And I know a lot of people are on Jared Parker's case about, you know, him not being up to snuff. But I also think, as some friends of mine have reminded me, it's important to remember that Tom Reese left for Alabama like three weeks before spring football started. So it's not like Freeman had a good eight, nine weeks or whatever to really look around. And yeah, they screwed the Ludwig higher up big time. There's no doubt about that. But when you're going up against it, you got to make the hire and just do do the best you can. Yeah. I'm among those that think that uh, there's going to be a change next year. I don't have anything official to back that up, but I do believe we're going to see a new offensive coordinator next year. And you, I look at it this way. You can either focus on the what could have been, and yeah, they're there, and I don't blame people for thinking about those things. But you know, there's a lot of me that's focused on the, looking at the improvements that we made from last year. I mean, up up until now, knock on whatever wood this is, Nordham has beaten just about all the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, I know they lost to Clemson, but Clemson, I mean, I, I, I playing down there after that Tyler from Spartanburg thing. I mean, you you almost yeah. expected something yeah. like that to happen. Louisville's in the top 10 right now, uh, and Ohio State's Ohio State. So right. if they beat Stanford on Saturday, you can look back through the schedule and say, yeah, they probably could have, should have beaten Clemson, who will be like maybe eight and four or whatever, and a team full of four and five star players. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't get too bent out of shape, although I do understand the frustration of people who are angry. Yeah. Well, and I think it's um, it's a good thing in terms of, what could have been, I mean, this could have been a better season had a couple things gone our way, but, you know, look at the reality of the matter is college football. The reason it's so exciting and it's such a great sport is because there's inches that separate you Mm -hmm. from your competition. And in the game of Ohio state, I mean, what if we intercept that? What what if he squeezes his hands and that ball's intercepted Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the game's over? What if Hartman lifts that screen pass just a little bit higher and, mm-hmm. you know, that that goes for 20 yards, maybe even a score. Who knows? 
Um, there's just all these little things that come into it. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, if 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 you remember back to the Bush push game, that 2005 game against Southern Cal, Luciano was like six inches away from knocking that fourth down pass. Yeah. Yeah. Down, and then that's I mean, game just, over. Just, and Charlie Weiss, of all people, might have a national championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's I mean, crazy. How how uh, weird can things get? Yeah, and, and all you hope for is that you're in a position to compete in these games. And I think you can say that. I think Notre Dame, you know, the Louisville game got away from us, but um, again, I mean, it, it just it kind of just all depends on that kind of stuff. Now things will be different next year with the 12 team playoff. I mean, I think. Oh yeah, the bar the bar is set that you got to make the playoffs every year. I mean, I I don't mm-hmm. think that's unreasonable. No. A twelve team playoff. Um, I mean, especially if, if you look at the schedule next year, just ugh, yeah, it's, it's I mean, I'd say it's too bad that we don't have Hartman next year because boy, I tell you, that's uh, the way that schedule looks at the moment. So now, who knows who A and M picks up? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it isn't going to be Urban Meyer or somebody like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but in any event, um. You know, I think you get by that game, and then you're going to run the table, likely to Florida State, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's going to be a much different team. That's going to be a totally different team now. Sure. Um, so who, who knows? But but you know, I think that, um, and, and I'm I'm kind of in your camp too, and I, and I even think I, I don't. I'm fifty fifty on whether there's going to be an offensive coordinator change. I mean, that that could happen, and I I think it would be somewhat expected. But I don't know. Um, you know I'm, 90, just, I'm 95 five. I think I think it's yeah, definitely well, happening. it'll that, that'll be interesting to see. We'll we'll see it. Um, but I, I think that, you know, there's just so much placed on the offense coordinator position that a lot of times is one of the more difficult things to um, as fans to dissect, mm-hmm. um, because all you can look at is is what you see with your eye on game day. And, and yeah, some things are kind of obvious, you know, you at Clemson, you go three and out three times in a row at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that we just couldn't come up with something. Um, but yeah. the offensive line was depleted. We were down to our third string center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like we were, you know, but a- anyways, my, my point is, is that, I think those are decisions that Freeman makes and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's based on a body of evidence that a lot of it we don't see and don't know sure. because we're not, we're not there in prep week. We don't know what's discussed in terms of, Hey, here's what we're going to try and do. And then how much does he stick with that? And mm-hmm. how often does he get uh, into these, these, scheme that he had for the game and and that's freeman's decision to figure out whether or not he feels like that's been there and i think it's a tough situation for freeman to be in mostly because he comes from the defensive side of the ball and um and you know this is where it's going to test him i think early on here because uh there's going to be some big moves that need to be made um and and i think that's going to be a challenge for freeman as he heads into the off season here, I mean, they still got a lot left to play for. I mean, let's true. Let's not, yeah, I, I um, think though, I, what what from what you just said, being a defensive minded guy, I think that's going to help him attract a quality offensive coordinator. I realize that there may be coaches out there who say, "Well, I, I don't want to play for an inexperienced guy and stuff like that," but uh, knowing that Freeman is a defensive mind, he's more likely to give more 
flexibility, a little bit more leeway on the offensive side of the ball, bring in an experienced guy. You can say, you know what? I'm going to not leave you alone, but I'm not going to be hovering over you second guessing what you're doing because you're in charge of the side of the ball that I don't have a lot of experience on. So I'm depending yeah. on your experience and your abilities to make this whole team look good. And then you're going to look good by ex- by extension of that. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that, you know, in, in terms of the opportunity at hand, I mean, the cover is not bare coming in. I mean, you're 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 going to have some offensive weapons coming in the next two years. Um, and, and so it's not like you're going to have a difficult champ time trying to figure out, all right, how do I put together a scheme here? Um, you know, actually, defensively this year, I think we're in the top 10 in almost every category. If, um, if Golden comes back, I think we're, we're definitely going to be in good shape. But you kind of alluded to the $64,000 question. Should Notre Dame go to the portal to get a quarterback next year? Yeah, well, they're going to have to get somebody. Now, the question is, that, yeah, because I, I think you've got to go into the spring with four quarterbacks. Uh, I guess, but if, if you go in with three and then you lose one, you're down to two. Um, and, and that's that's almost a, a unten- an untenable situation. So I, I think you've got to get somebody. Um, I, I the guess, question I, is, do you I, get a number I, one or do you get a number three? Well, I, number I think two? you get a number three because, I'm, as we said, the schedule next year, once you get past the A&M game, is not daunting. I look at that schedule and I think Angeli, Minchie, or Carr – can one of those guys get us to Florida State with at most one loss? And I say yes. And yeah. the advantage there is you are building this guy. If you get a guy like C.J. Carr really ready to play, you're going into the year after that with an with a talented, experienced quarterback, which is what you need. And if that doesn't work out, I mean, everything I've read about Deuce Knight says he's one of those high-ceiling, low-floor guys. So if you have someone like Angeli or Carr or whatever, who's ready to take the reins as a sophomore and give Knight a, di- a year to bulk up a little bit and really get his mechanics down, you're set for the next four or five years at the quarterback position. And yeah. I, I think bringing in like a Sam Hartman type, like a guy who's expecting to be number one, you're you're really disrupting that chemistry. And at some point, Notre Dame has to show we don't have to go to the portal to get our quarterback. We're going to recruit someone. We're going to sign someone. We're going to develop someone, and they're going to get it done. And looking at the schedule next year, plus whatever dog crap game they're going to pick up for the 12th game, any of the three quarterbacks we're going to have on the roster next year should be able to navigate to a one, maybe two loss season. Yeah. Well, and and just so... Um, and we all know how apparent it is in terms of fr- freshmen being able to step up and play in their first year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at Manning in Texas. He hasn't even seen the field. Um, and he's one of the most coveted quarterbacks in the last 20 years. True. Um, I, it, it does depend on the depth chart, though. And I know C.J. Carr is going to be coming in within the next couple weeks. And he, it, from what I've read, he is going to participate in bowl practices. I mean, he won't be eligible to play. But at least he's going to be around the team. He's going to be learning the ins and outs. He'll probably get a couple reps to throw to some of these young receivers he's going to have next year. I mean, the earlier they can get him started, the better. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's a, it's such a huge jump now in oh, yeah, terms no of doubt. the sophistication level that that um, it, I mean, it really it, it's to everybody's benefit to have mm-hmm. that year to just kind of learn the system, bulk up, like you said, 
um, and just get a sense, you know, just constantly studying the game. And so you're going to have that. So I don't, I, I think, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I, I'd be surprised if we don't grab somebody. I mean, I think that would be a bit risky um, going into spring, knowing that you might lose somebody. I mean, you, I think you almost got to, in the world that we live in today, you almost got to assume somebody's transferred. <laughs> so, um, I guess, but I, I, I would love to see a wide open spring competition to determine the true oh, I, packing yeah, order. I, I, Look, I think Marcus Freeman, if he's smart, he's not going to name anybody coming out of spring. I think he's going to say, hey, we're going in the next year. It's an open competition and oh. it, it's going to be because uh, otherwise you're going to you run the risk of losing somebody because they weren't selected. True, um, but I, I, on, on the flip side, though, I want to be fair to these guys. And I want if if they, well, somebody, I, I think yeah, last, I year, somebody. last year they told Hartman, whatever Freeman said in the press conferences, they told Freeman he was going to be number one. And he talked to Buckner about that. And that's why Buckner left. Now, if there's a full and open competition in the spring and Freeman comes out like the press conference after the blue gold game and said, OK, uh, cars are number one and Jelly's number two, Minchie's number three or whatever. And then Minchie says, you know what, I'm going then, you know, yeah. good on him. I, I will not wish him any ill whatsoever. These guys owe it to themselves to be in the best position they can be and stringing guys along to keep them from entering the portal. I, I, I realize it's the new reality we're living in, but I would, that's one of the things I really prefer Marcus Freeman not do. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how, but I, I think, you know, just with the way the NIL is now, mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever for you to be the third string guy. If you have the talent to play somewhere. Um, and so there's just a ton of pressure on these kids to go make it happen somewhere else. And so I just think that's the reality of the, the world that we live in now. But, but on the flip side, as you said, I mean, there's there, some these guys are like one bad play away from starting. I mean, yeah. look, look at how many starting quarterbacks got dinged up oh, and agree. the number of guys I, who came into play. Yeah. It's... I, I, I think if you're one or two, you got to stay mm -hmm. in my mind. It's when you're number three is when you begin to scratch your head and say, all right, if I can be number one somewhere else, I don't think it makes any sense for you to be number three. Um, True. I, I think that's what the kids are presented with. And so no, that, I agree. That's the situation we're in. Um, so so, so that, maybe the, 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 the optimal thing would be if Notre Dame's going to get a quarterback from the portal, maybe a guy from one of the lower level uh, yeah, schools who would say, you know what, I can get a master's degree from Notre Dame. Yep. I can be third or fourth on the depth chart, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I, it's an opportunity for me to provide depth, not get all worked up whether or not I start because there are so many other optimal things I can do. And God forbid things go horribly wrong. I'm still a capable person to fill yeah. in at the position. Yeah. I, I kind of think that's what's going to happen. I, I know I agree with you. I don't think they're going to go get a number one because I just think that, that that's going to send. Um, Terrible it, it's, it's also a difficult from a, cohesive standpoint for the team to have some mm -hmm. guy come in who's not been there like you have for the last three years. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it, it, it's a challenge to kind of make that work. Now, we did make it work this year, but I, I just think that that's always going to be something in the back of everybody's mind. Oh, uh, we got another rent a quarterback this year. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. just something <laughs> you don't want to see. And so, I, I don't know, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of moves just because it's college football. And this is the world that we live in now. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's, you know, players or whether it's staff, um, there's going to be movement. There's just no doubt about it. That's just the mm -hmm. way that it is. 
Um, so that'll be interesting. And, and not to you know detract from the fact that we still have a game to play Saturday. Yes, we do. <laughs> we don't want to make assumptions. Oh, although you wouldn't know it from the television availability. Yeah. But yes, there is a game Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I was a bit disappointed to hear Ugh. that we're on the Pac-12 network because such as my case. I don't get it on my cable. Yeah, is it so is I'm, it really I'm, a network when you have to go to Fubo to get it? I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, I mean nothing against just, Fubo, but I mean, yeah. that's not a network. No, which is why and, the Pac-12 is falling apart. Yeah, exactly. And so, no exposure. No. Disappointing. I mean, I Florida, Florida State, I guess. But now that Travis isn't playing, I mean, man, that makes that game not very watchable. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, it is what it is. I mean, I expect. Notre Dame to 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 not screw this up. I actually expect <laughs> them to play pretty well too. I don't think I don't think you're going to see a big huge letdown. No, I don't um, think so either. And, especially and after do, the especially after the upset last year. I mean, these guys are going in knowing what they got to yeah. get done. And yeah, exactly. And so I I think we we accomplish that. I think we get through. And then I I think you know nine and three. Hey, look. Um, I think you know too bad Ed's not on because he nailed it. That's what he thought at the beginning of the year. That's true. Um, would have been interesting to see if he's still um, okay with that, knowing how we got the nine and three. But I, w- I would assume so. Um, but you know, we're going to probably face LSU. I mean, all things seem to be heading in that direction. We'll see. You know, it, it, I, that's the kind of game where you have to look at who's playing and who's sitting out, and yeah. that's. That, that that could make for an interesting game. It could make for, I I don't know. If we play LSU, I hope they kick their ass because that guy. Down well, I don't. I don't, over, but I don't think Daniels is going to play. I, I'd be no. Shocked. I don't think so. And I think that makes a huge difference oh, with a, them. That's a night and day. Team. Yeah, night and day difference. Um, Absolutely. I, I think it would have been a real tough ask for us to keep him in check, um, yeah. and then match them scoring. And, and I think play, that there are still a lot of players on Notre Dame's team who wouldn't mind yeah. giving Brian Kelly a good kick in the butt yeah. on the way out. So yeah, I, it, yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I, there's, it's not like that's a dead set game. There's still some other scenarios. True. Um, so it's it it, it kind of looks like it's heading that way though. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a winnable game. They've got A and M, um, and so they went out. We're both sitting at. Uh, Eight and, you know, we'll nine and three. Nine and three. Bowl. Yeah, we're both I think, is that in Tampa? Tampa, yeah. So that yeah. wouldn't be in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. We'll see if we can get a plane ticket. I mean, you, you never have to twist my arm to go to Florida after yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, to watch a game. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, all in all, I mean, if I think I think if we could somehow come out with a bowl win, um, boy, I'd be happy as hell. I'm not at all disappointed in the season. Ten and um, three would be. I I, I think ten and three would be. I mean, no, it, it wouldn't be disappointing. I mean, there would still be the little what ifs out yeah, there. What if, around, but yeah, sure. It's still an improvement over last year. You're setting the stage for an improvement yet again next year. Yeah. That's that's what you yeah. want. Exactly. And um, and you know, just especially with some of the injuries we've fought. I mean, I'm, I I keep telling people that losing Evans was a major, major mm-hmm. impact in the Clemson game. I mean, you just had nobody to go to that's your go-to guy yeah because that and, um, his, just would, having him would make a big big difference oh yeah. it would have made a huge difference um and then Jaden thomas being banged up i mean he's just yep. been unfortunately fighting that bug um the last six weeks i mean i, I don't think he's been 100 percent since um, well the good news is that the, the the wide receiver position fills out a lot better 
next year yeah. and based yeah. on recruiting so much more depth so much more speed that's going to make a big big difference yeah yeah so that that's going to be great to watch and we're loaded at running back i mean i i, oh, I assume yeah. estimate's gone i mean i would assume yeah uh, probably he, he, i don't see how he improves his stock with another year no um i think i'd he's love to be, see it but yeah i don't see how it happens yeah he, he's a stud and i think he's a perfect fit for the nfl Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy that's probably going to be um, for sure on his way. Um, but we're loaded there. So, I, I, I you know, future's bright. I, I do think with the way the schedule is next year, um, t- 10 and 2 would be the lowest bar that we'd have. Oh, I, I Actually, um, 10 and 2 might be a little disappointing. I mean, 11 yeah. and 1 would be yeah, great. I think, I think 12 and 0 is doable. Doable. 11 and 1 would be nice. Um, you just got to get into the playoffs. And, and I think yep. both of those scenarios obviously get us in. Um, mm-hmm. And so then, then then at that point, you just let it, let's see how it happens. Sure. Um, but, you know, big changes all around. I mean, obviously, Swar- uh, Swarbuck and, um, yep, and Jenkins, which, you know, hey, I'm, <laughs> no, no comments. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's I have heard be... good things about people of Aqua. Uh, um, now, the lack of, I mean, n- now granted, he's got experience on the TV side of things. Can he find good? Co- I mean, the good news is, if you look at Notre Dame sports overall, you don't see a lot of gaps where, hey, you need to go get a coach for this or this sport or that yeah. sport. In the near term. I think everything's solid enough. I did find it interesting, and actually, I would, wouldn't mind your opinion on this. I found the fact that the NBC renewal is only five years to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, so I, the, I, I haven't uh, necessarily heard a number from what I've read. If you combine the NBC number and the amount that they get from the ACC for those contracts, it's like around sixty-five million a year, which is kind of in the ballpark of what you'd get yeah. from the conferences. But only five years? I mean, I'm wondering if they know something we don't. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I think that speaks volumes that it was five years. Um, because th- th- I think college football is going to change drastically in the next three years, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I, I just think that we're we're probably headed towards that super conference that, that mm-hmm. has been kind of whispered in the background rooms the last two years. And um, that that would not surprise me at all. Um, and, and I just think that college football is going to be turned into kind of like Division One, Two, and Three, mm-hmm. only a lot more um, because the amount of money that's coming into these schools in those upper in that upper echelon is just so much different. I mean, it is so different mm-hmm. than these teams that are not in that category, and it's yeah. just such a huge disadvantage. I don't see how it it even continues. There's just there's not there's no way to make this work, um, and so therefore I I do think there's going to be big changes, and I I think that just speaks volumes that that was only five years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, and honestly, I I think that the minute they said that Southern Cal was going to the Big Ten, I think that's where Notre Dame's going to end up. Yeah. Because now yep. you've got you you you're not only segregated into the midwest you've got teams out on the west coast you can get exposure there and they're good teams on the west coast so you bring in notre dame and one other team from the acc like maybe you bring notre dame and florida state into the big 10 that's that's almost a 
you know, yep. almost yep. a done deal, I think. Yeah. All right, let's go with predictions. What do you expect on Saturday? You know what? I'm going to, I realize it's a road game and the offense doesn't look good in road games, but I think all you need with Stanford is one good punch in the mouth and they're going to say, hey, it's time to fold the tent. I say it's going to be uh, 45 to 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I think just for whatever reason, we just don't seem to execute on the road very well. Um, and, uh, and and I think that's going to probably rear its head a little bit. Um, but I, I do want to see a lot be, of Angeli in the second half, though. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Again, I think it's going to be dictated by where the game's at. But I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think if we're up three, four scores, you got to get them in. Um, that'll be interesting. But I, I think it's going to be like 35-17. Um, mm-hmm. But I, th- I think there might be a late score from Stanford, you know, a garbage touchdown. Sure. Um, but you you would expect us to assert ourselves early and often in that game. And and I I just don't see after the first quarter, Stanford's going to have a tough time trying to stay with us. Sure. So let, let's hope for that. Um, and hey, you know. Not sure I'll be able to watch it, but yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we may have to do a show next week just to describe what happened. That yeah, saw. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully this will be the last time this happens to us, but um, who knows. All right, great. We'll leave it there. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Mike Coffey, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening. You got a Mac, obviously.